0: Listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Acre app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. It's like super dark, <laughs> the show's done, and like, yo, meet my friend Tati. I'm like, cool, what's up? And I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm David. And I shake this woman's hands and I look up and it's fucking Tatiana Ali. Yeah. I freak out. Yeah. I don't say anything. Yeah. I hold her hands for like a solid 15 seconds. Uh.
1: Slightly (laughs) tighter.
0: Slightly tighter. (laughs) Really tight. My palm's sweating. I just couldn't say anything. She's laughing. Uh But. In my mind, I would let go of I was like, let go hand. I got paralyzed. I got fucking paralyzed.
2: I used to jack off
0: to you. Yeah. With with hand, this with this hand. Hand. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. For those of you guys who are listening for the first time, Genius Brain does not mean we're smart. It means we're dumb as fuck. Mm. And this is just a podcast just to entertain you throughout <laughs> yeah. your day. Oh,
3: yeah. And we yeah. just found out that Clifford the Red Dog does not speak. And I was saying, well, not, he's just a sure. big, dumb red dog then, I'm not, I'm not you know? Sure I like Clifford, dude. Hey, <laughs> Disrespect are we, are Clifford. We, are we certain that he doesn't speak? I'm pretty sure Clifford does not
0: speak. Okay. I think he was just a big dog the size of a house. I'll tell you what, though. That's a dumb dog. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Could you imagine the size of those shits oh, on that fucking man. dog? That's tr- They never showed that in the book. They why never did. Why, why don't they show reality? I mean, the dog has to shit and piss <laughs> it's sometimes. It's kid like, oh, I gotta uh, clean this no. kid, dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, like, dad. Yeah. Come on, dad. dog wags its tail and it destroys yeah, the neighbor's house. Exactly, bro. Yeah. How is this dog just a saint, you know? It's like, come on, man. It it just, does, I just,
0: it, just. I just pictured the kids chilling, yeah. and the dog is horny,
3: and the dick grows. The <laughs> oh, <time>. no. <laughs> <And> then, now, <laughs> now, what is this? Is is the the tip the inside uh, red or pink? Oh, oh I don't know. No, maybe no, it's, it maybe it's a tan because
2: <laughs> tan. It matches.
0: <laughs> Yo, have you seen? Have you ever seen an erect uh, horse dick? Dude, that shit is fucking
3: this, yo, right here. So uh,
0: I recently went to go ride horses because yeah. we shot this episode of this <laughs> uh, new food show that I'm doing with Tim. Mm-hmm. And so the the lady who is the horse stable lady, mm-hmm. <laughs> I I wasn't sure because I've never really observed a horse mm-hmm. in that type of detail. Yeah, and I had to sit and think about it because his horse's dick was huge. It was out, and I yeah. was thinking to myself, is it just always like that? I never noticed. Yeah, and mm. then she looked, <laughs> and then I remember she looked back. She goes, Oh my god. <laughs> she goes, can you guys turn the camera away r- real quick? Do you know <laughs> how you get rid of a horse's boner? Oh. You tug on it like uh-huh. it's a blind. Like it's a curtain blind. What and she goes, yanks it. And the horse uh-huh. goes, oh. And she goes, and it goes boing. And it just goes right back oh, into the stomach. Shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, it looks like a human's dick. Yeah. But just.
3: It's a fucking arm sticking yeah. out. Yeah, you know? it's literally oh an
0: God. arm. I thought somebody yeah. was trying to shake <laughs> somebody my arm. Give
2: my <laughs> somebody give me yeah. Is a person <laughs> that's yeah. my arm. You're pulling. <laughs> 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 Who made
0: that noise? <laughs> yeah, she just yanked this horse's dick and yeah. it disappeared like a magic trick. Man. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's barehanded kind of, She just Bare right handed under. She was like, "Can you turn the camera real quick? Well, wow. like, Sure." She goes yank and uh, it just goes boing. That's yeah. kind of cruel. That is kind of cruel. <laughs> well, well that dick was
3: something? just out, dude. Yeah, I mean. Who wouldn't go soft if somebody fucking yanked on you? Imagine. Oh, you hard? I, I could solve that. <laughs> Yank. Dude, yeah. that
0: horse was so funny
3: because uh, <laughs> that horse
0: was falling asleep uh-huh. as Tim was on the horse's back. What to, the hell? And she goes, as he's on it, you just see the horse start slowly nodding off. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yo, Tim, I think your horse is falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. Is and this, she goes, the, No, he's fine. He's just a little special. This fool starts collapsing <laughs> off the floor. floor. And she, she has to yank him back up to get him. Was this horse again. old? No, it was oh, young.
3: What the, the hell? The, hell was the motherfucker man? was sleeping. It a he's narcoleptic horse. Yeah. Or maybe. Uh, maybe. Animals could be narcoleptic. That's true. Yeah. Well, there was the narcoleptic wiener dog. Yeah. That shit yeah. was <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. They're playing
0: flesh with the dog and yeah. it just dies. Yeah. It looks like
3: it, right like, freezes and then it just, you know. Or no, no, no. Those are the dogs who have, like, this. Like this condition where like their their muscles just freeze up and then they just fall sideways. Mm. Um yeah, if you look it up on YouTube, you guys can see it. But there are the <laughs> dogs who are narcoleptic who are just running and they just slide because <laughs> their just body shuts down, That's you know? That's so, so <laughs> just weird. I, I remember when I first saw nar- I I found out about
0: narcolepsy was from that uh Rob Schneider film. Mm. What was it? Hot chicks? I don't know. It was the one wow. when he was dating a Hot bunch of people. Is <laughs> but either way, this girl Ooh, had narcolepsy. Deuce Bigalow. Deuce Bigalow. Oh, male Jiggle. Male Jiggle. Yep. And then That's she right. had her hair. Yep. He tied her hair up to like the, the light fixture behind it. And every yep. time she fell asleep, it would just cock her head back. Yep. No. And I was like,
3: that shit's not real. I Googled it. Yeah. And I was like, yo, narcolepsy's, yeah, narcolepsy's real. <laughs> real, man. Imagine. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine like that shit popping up at like the most inconvenient times. You know? Like you fucking driving. You know, fucking.
0: Uh, this was a dude named Scott and I told this on this podcast
3: where he yeah. almost killed us because he
0: um, fell asleep I think I told you he fell asleep yeah, on the yeah, road yeah we're talking about that yeah. and yeah. that fool would fall asleep at Denny's yeah. when we're
3: at, late at night and yeah. this fool was just sitting there with a sandwich yeah. in his mouth yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. like what the
0: fuck
2: man
3: collect yourself you're in college yeah. bro what the hell no but like you effectively cannot do anything important Ever. Mm-hmm. Because you're narcoleptic. You can't hold an... Imbo- like, can you imagine being a surgeon that's narcoleptic? You can't. Well, this is... Vi- <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: So like,
3: it's like... Yeah. Okay, hold <laughs> <laughs> well, today, happen. we're
0: gonna... Uh, I wanted to talk about the uh, the, the Will Smith Fresh Prince reunion, reunion on HBO Max. I didn't even know that shit was... When, when it was on his Instagram going up, I didn't know it was gonna be an actual, like, docu-series hour and a half special thing. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just... Showing because you know, because the uh, the house was being
3: rented, like the Fresh Prince. Yeah, of Bell Ar- Air, they had like a promotion with Airbnb or some shit. Yeah,
0: so for some reason, I thought that was a promotion of that, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that it was going to be a documentary. Like actual thing, yeah. And then I read a bunch of tweets, they said that they cried throughout the whole thing. I'm yeah. like, oh, this shit's real. Mm-hmm. And they fucking got me to sign up for HBO Max. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> how you signed up for it? yeah. And it's like a seven days free trial, but <laughs> uh-huh. I saw what they have. I'm going to keep it. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. my, my brother pays for Netflix, and I'm going to pay for the HBO Max. Oh, okay, Max. okay. But and- dude, man, that shit was so fucking emotional emotional yeah mariel mm-hmm. she i think she saw fresh prince of Bella, but she did not watch it as religiously as i did mm-hmm. <laughs> she watches probably i say 10 seconds of it bawling her eyes out mm-hmm. it was when they first came came and they saw each other and you know carlton is up there he pops his head out yeah mariel just starts bawling and yeah. i'm like nothing's happened yet <laughs> yeah. why are you crying she goes, it's just so
1: beautiful <laughs> did you guys watch the good doctor before
0: Oh, yeah, and then we were watching The Good Doctor, uh-huh. and in the in the beginning of The Good Doctor, I, I think she's about to hit her period, and that's when she becomes like very, <laughs> very crying and emotional. Yeah. And she always gives me a warning, but I think this was a sign that it was about to happen because we were watching The Good Doctor, and in the beginning, it's just the text that says, we want to thank frontline workers first and foremost. Bawling. <laughs> I turned to the left. I'm like, the show hasn't started. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing has happened. She yeah, goes, I life. just really yeah. appreciate that. But life has. <laughs> then we watch This Is Us. She starts crying uh-huh. too. I'm like, yeah, I can't be around this lady. She's ruining <laughs> everything for me. But yeah, watching the Fresh Prince of uh, reunion was so interesting, specifically because they had the original Aunt Viv come back. OG Aunt Viv,
3: Janet Hubert. That part, I actually didn't know too much about it but nobody did i don't think i I think they just always kind of kept the details of it mm -hmm. on on the low and it was the only thing that was really known about it was that like aunt viv was being a problem will wasn't cool with that and basically that's bullshit yeah
0: just from hearing you know bits and pieces of information in the past Mm -hmm. from what i heard or from what i just recollect yeah just loosely was that, like what you said, right, that she was the one that was the problem, right, mm-hmm. and she was holding the show back, and mm-hmm. she was just very difficult, and nobody wanted to work with her, yeah, and
3: this is this was in my mind. I'm like, oh, she's just a difficult person to work with. Yeah, you just think like diva syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's just being mm-hmm. a diva because this show is kind of blowing up and she thinks she has more leverage than she actually does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was weird when they had that transition when the the new Aunt Viv came in, the light-skinned Aunt Viv. Mm-hmm. I call her Spanish Aunt Viv. She was Spanish as fuck. <laughs> she comes through and yeah. they, they obviously, they... In that show, they talk about how in this sitcom, they did a lot of weird tropes that other sitcoms didn't do, like mm-hmm. breaking the fourth wall. Right. I remember the episode when the new On Viv came in. They kind of looked at the camera like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of pretending like, oh, then that was the funny yeah. joke. Yeah, the inside joke kind yeah. of, yeah. But the weird thing was is that if you guys have watched the show um, and it was a huge part of your life, if you look back at it now, and even then because I saw so many reruns, On Viv never played a huge role in that show after that. Mm-hmm. The way that uh, Jenny, For, sure. yeah? For sure. For sure. For sure. Because she was such a great female cast member. Yeah. She had the, the likeness of um, Claire Huxtable mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in The Cosby Show, mm-hmm. a very well-put-together black woman that had her shit going. She was a professor. She was well-educated, well-spoken. And on top of that, she put people in check. Yeah. And she wasn't just the, the wife in the household that cooked and cleaned. She was the woman that did everything. everything. Right. right. And so she was a really great representation of... Of like the the every woman that what every woman could be, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so for me growing up, seeing that, like I know it sounds so ridiculous, but there was a few women that I saw growing up that I, I really liked. And actually one of them was Claire Huxtable. Mm-hmm. Claire Huxtable's uh her character kind of molded the type of woman that I wanted to be with somebody who had their shit together, that knew what they were doing, that were that was very brave, that wasn't timid and wouldn't cling on to me. To, to do things, right? Yeah. And Claire Huxtable didn't have to in the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. She was a partner at her law firm. She made arguably just as much money as uh, Bill Cosby did on that show mm-hmm. or Heathcliff Huxtable. And so Janet's character in that, Aunt Viv, was very reminiscent of that. And so when she was gone, there was this huge hole that was missing mm-hmm. in the show. For sure. And mm-hmm. they just replaced it with other characters and her character
3: didn't become as important. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely, some of the uh, soul got stripped away for when sure it, when the change happened. But you know, they they worked with it, and and it still was you know a huge successful yeah, show. Of, it I mean, because yeah. of will right. You know? He was just blowing up. I mean, his yeah. starting was just starting. Bad boys yeah, was a Independence part of that time. day. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Independence Day. That's, day. Right. That's, right. that's what brought him to like superstar mm-hmm. level, mm-hmm. and then from there on, it, it, he just never settled down. You know. Um, but yeah, watching watching the the special was just. Like nostalgia mania man yeah it just just made me think back to that time in my life and like remembering certain episodes and i think what um i didn't really reflect on too much was um how much social commentary they were doing on the show that oh I yeah, yeah. Right. That I didn't realize when I was that age, right? Like, for example, the uh, when when getting pulled over by the cops, mm. like Will being from West Side of Philly, uh, having a certain reaction to that, and Carlton growing up in Bel Air, rich Definitely. and privileged, having a completely different two black men, right, who have just completely different reactions to it because of where they're from, um, and those that type of commentary at that time was not too common. You know, uh, if anything, that it would be kind of taboo. There was right? a lot
0: of sitcoms that actually had those tropes, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely few and far between. But we yeah. were kind of too young to remember those moments because yeah. uh, Family Matter also had that as well with Carl Winslow. Right, when, right. When Eddie was, I think he got pulled over by yeah. a cop too. Yeah, I remember that. And it, it's interesting watching that. And I'm like, damn, shit really hasn't changed that fucking much. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Isn't that so sad yeah. that they were trying to make a statement and a point. And that I bet you at the time, they're like, well, 30, 40 years from now. This is not going to be a thing because we're doing these great movements, mm-hmm. and we look at it now, and it's we're still worse. seeing the same shit. It's worse. Yeah, right. It seems
3: arguably worse. Right. You know. Um. But I think the 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 most important thing was that I, I if I remember correctly, I think uh, they were saying that at the time it was one of four black shows that was on the mainstream air, mm. and then so on top of that making that type of social, first of all, it's not even readily available. Right. Yeah. And then being a a few handful of shows that that's a, that's a black show that the cast is all black to make that social commentary about it too is makes it even smaller. Right. So I I thought that was pretty, um, pretty cool to recognize. I'm like, Oh, thinking back to it. Yeah. I do remember a lot of this stuff where Yeah. yeah, they would, they would, uh, a hey,
0: so you know, for you, like uh-huh. you say, you don't cry, right? Yeah, you didn't cry at the at when Will's dad came back, and he was like, ah, that that iconic scene.
3: No, I mean, I felt what I the felt, fuck. I felt, yeah. I it's, felt it. Yeah. I don't know a
0: single person who didn't cry watching that shit, dude. Yeah, I felt it though. You, know? no, you did not I mean, feel after, shit. You're a terrible yeah, person. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> How did you not cry? If you felt it, you would have cried.
3: Nah, I mean, like I could, um... yeah. It's it's uh, it's uh, it's really hard for me to explain. Uh, my uh, emotional capacity in that sense to to express so was a serial killer, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so was a fucking. Serial. I don't no, know. But a single yeah, person I mean, cry. you know, that's that's an iconic scene for sure, and um, very heartfelt. Uh, and let's not forget, you know, part of that was also uh. Uncle Phil James Avery's role yeah, in that scene. I keep scene. calling him James Earl Jones. I keep fucking up. I'm about to say <laughs> James Earl Jones right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean his his role in the scene is like the dude was such a a genuine character that that was so easy to to like love and respect. Cause he was about integrity. He was about opening his arms mm-hmm. and accepting. Like, cause Will was basically their adopted son almost. And even though Will came from this background and, and, and in the beginning he was like kind of acting out and acting a fool in some instances. Phil Uncle Phil always tried to guide him and, and then like just having that type of father figure was definitely for me anyway personally um I guess inspiring in a sense because like my dad didn't didn't play that role in my life where He's
0: I picture your dad listening to it. Yeah, he's shaking. <laughs> <What?
3: Like, laughs> yeah, I mean, which which I'm sure a lot of uh, immigrant kids can relate to, uh, you know, yeah. because you just typically don't have that in, in a Korean family dynamic. Like mm-hmm. you don't have that. Oh, we communicate openly and talk about things, and like you know, there's this like uh, expression of love and, and, and like this uh, really facilitating environment where where it's like uh, we're gonna guide you. As as your parent, like we're gonna be your shepherds, you know, and and guide you through this process called life, and and share our what we've learned with you, and I mean you get you get tidbits of that, but you don't really get it in its full capacity. So like when I would see somebody like Uncle Phil, this podcast is brought to you by CBD Farmhouse, my friends. If you haven't had amazing
0: CBD products to help you with soreness, inflammation, um, uh, joint pain, anxiety, well, my friends, you definitely haven't had. CBD farmhouse products. I've been using CBD Farmhouse for a very long time and you know I've tried a lot of different CBD products and they I gotta tell you this is one of my favorite brands ever. Uh, I've dealt with anxiety issues since I was a kid and I never were uh, was able to put my finger on exactly what it was. But when it starts to flare up like crazy or even if I have like joint problems because I do kickboxing a lot, I take the gummies, I take the tinctures, I use the cooling lotions and they are a godsend and I can't see myself not using these products. But uh, for you guys out there that want to gift this or maybe you guys want to try a bundle set, they currently right now, CBD Farmhouse has a holiday bundle set on sale. You don't need any promo code for it. You just go to the holiday bundle set section and you can go ahead and buy a gift for him, for her, or for you. And they're discounted at a major price right now. So give it a go. Let me know what you think. Go to cbdfarmhouse.com. Go to the holiday bundle section and cop yourself a great gift
3: today. That's cbdfarmhouse.com today. I'm like, damn that's a fucking dope father figure right yeah. there and, and and i could see why that was so important to will it's not because i related in the sense of i come from somewhere else and and now i'm this like adopted child of the family even though i'm like a relative no it wasn't that it's just because i didn't have that in my life and and so i'm sure there was a sense of yearning where, where i see that and i'm like oh man i wish i had that relationship with somebody like you know uh, that's supposed to be your, your father figure, right? Yeah.
0: And the, the coolest part about that when, the, when when they had that scene was when Will told us that little bit of information was when that scene happened mm-hmm. and Will was very upset that he couldn't get those lines down, James Avery was like, hey, get your shit together. Right. Like, fuck all this other stuff. Get this line down. And when he gets it done and that's the part where he's crying and he hugs him, now he, that's whispers acting. In his head, he goes, now that's acting. Yeah. And mm. it's crazy how influential he was in his life to the mm-hmm. point where that's the moment that he remembers... So vividly because mm-hmm. of, of the validation that he got from it. He was looking for validation from James Avery throughout that whole show. Yeah, because he was the real actor. Right. He was the 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 rapper, the the superstar, but he wasn't really an actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So he had like his onset father figure, in that kind of sense, both on the show and offset as a, ca- yeah. a as That's an actor as well. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. crazy is that?
3: Yeah. And, and and like I think the key ingredient to that show being as good as it was and they they talked about it was chemistry you can't fake chemistry you can't force chemistry and everybody just worked so well together and especially like uh between will and um carlton right alfonso um i mean the way they were able to play off each other because again you have this like clean cut privileged guy naive and then you got this guy who's a little bit more street smart, right? Yeah, who yeah, comes yeah, from a, yeah, A more uh, like poor background. And then you, you kind of clash those two together in a world where Will is not familiar. And it was just funny to see kind of like the dynamic between the two. Did you like the, the moment that Aunt Viv and uh,
0: Will had with each other when they were talking?
3: It was a little awkward for me yeah. um, in, in moments of it because like when uh, Janet got really real with Will... And we're just kind of telling him straight up like, yeah, this is what happened. This he is ruined what my you life. did. Yeah. You could, like, Will didn't, I was immediately expecting a follow-up of apology from Will in, in the, that moment, but he that's, didn't. That's what all of us said. Yeah. Because I was talking about it with mm-hmm. with Khalif and I yeah. was like,
0: he didn't really apologize towards the end until she apologized.
3: Yeah. He just had this awkward smile. Mm-hmm. Which I
0: wonder, mm-hmm. is it because he has more to say and he's just not saying it? Right. Right, because from from my perspective, when I see this, because it does not sound like he's okay. So there was a couple of stuff he was like on, on the red table talking. He mm-hmm. was talking about how, and he alluded to it a little bit during that moment. And yeah. it was that was the only moment on the show. If you notice the way it was edited, was very choppy. Mm-hmm. That means there was very awkward moments, or there was stuff that wasn't put in there. Yeah. So, but he was he was talking about his age, mm-hmm. at the age of twenty one, being a huge star, mm-hmm. and all he could think about was people taking things away from him and that it seemed that at the time when she was going to leave the show that instead of batting together and saying like hey we need her she's an important part of the show he just thought oh you're trying to take the show away from me felt threatened and he and he looked at her like a fucking enemy mm-hmm. so in the on a red table talk episode he 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 talked about how even during that time i think he just got cheated on by his girl and he was going through other stuff Women are evil. Is Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) He, he, uh, I'm pretty sure during that time when she left, having his heart broken and cheated on or whatever, got devastated by this relationship, that emotion probably transferred over here. Now, for me, uh, from an outside perspective, I know what it's like to be early 20s as well. Mm -hmm. I know how emotionally volatile you are. I know how defensive you can be when it comes to your thoughts, your ideas, and how you believe. So I can see his side, right? I just... Wish in that thing, I don't know how they either cut it
3: up or maybe it's just how he was. I wish he would have just said sorry first and then the explanation after. Yeah, yeah. So that's the part that I found a little bit jarring was cause like, okay, she's she's telling you straight up. And you brought her on for a reason. And you guys are kind of like having this, uh, you guys are, I guess, sharing your sides of the story and, and trying to find peace with it. But then, yeah, like you said, it wasn't until she apologized where there was even a pause with his apology, follow-up apology, too. He's like, I'm sorry, too. You know? Mm. It was like, I don't know. It felt a little disingenuous uh, to me. Um, I love Will Smith, too. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe, again, it was like you just said, maybe the way it was cut where it it, it just seemed— it was kind just a, it was unnatural. it was a
0: little odd because I nobody likes to hear an apology with excuses first. Yeah, you could apologize first and then you say your explanations after, to just to give it a, a backstory and, and a better understanding of what that person was going through. Because mm-hmm. he was saying I was very young, and now that I have kids of my own, now I understand like the stuff that you went through. That did you fuck up or not? Like, is, is it, that's is what yeah. I was waiting mm-hmm. for it's too? Point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like get to the fucking point. Yeah, and you know the the. The odd thing is, and I'm not sure if he realizes this, that when he said that, and once again, let's let's wrap this around the thought that he's a 21-year-old with the world given to him on a silver platter, and he's afraid that things are going to be taken away. Now, having said that, he went on a social tirade or a promotional tirade or whatever you call it, like just basically just slandering her name, saying she's difficult and all this other stuff. Well, she said, yo, that's the kiss of death to a black woman in the entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. You ruined my life without Mm -hmm. even thinking about the stuff that you were saying. And then for 20 years, we didn't talk to each other. Within that 20 years in Janet's life, he could have rectified that situation. That's how huge of a powerhouse he is. Something as simple as, hey, Janet wasn't really difficult. You know, We just had our differences at the time. You know, I wish her well or the best. Even something like that could have helped. But it took them 20 years for them to do this while her career is already done. Mm -hmm. And so for if you guys haven't seen this special, she talks about at the time where she got a shit fucking contract deal. And on a previous podcast, we talked about how fucked up the entertainment business is, right? Mm -hmm. So she's a huge cast member on the show. Very integral to it, right? obviously because Will Smith is so huge, whether she leaves or not, the show is still going to go on. Yeah. They're going to take that risk and that chance. She was not making much money at all. And because it's third season, she was like, yo, I deserve a bigger check. She was going through cr- what, I don't know what, she didn't say specifically what she was going through, but she had household troubles mm-hmm. and she was raising a kid. She's
3: abusive marriage. She was pregnant. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. Um. And you know, for him and what I was thinking too at that time, and this is the important part for me is you, you, made it a point to say she was a terrible person and that she, she overvalued herself on this show and you never asked her, why did you not want to do the show? Mm-hmm. Not once in those 20 years, you never asked her why, Yeah, which is nuts. But, but you were brazen enough to go out on a public platform and trash her, but mm. you didn't even give her the, the decency to ask her why. Yeah. And his biggest point on the show was, we are family. The chemistry on this show made it seem like we were family. We had each other's back. But clearly, you didn't. Yeah, It was artificial. Because the moment she had trouble, you
3: dumped her and said she was a problem. So that's where it felt weird for me. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, it made me question almost like, what was the point of bringing her back? Because Mm. like... To make you look good? Yeah. Bringing her to the reunion. Because like, it seemed like the whole... how they were kind of uh, marketing it anyway mm-hmm. was that there was going to be this big like uh, reconciliation between mm-hmm. the two and they're going to bury the hat. To me, and it just be my, my interpretation of it, it seemed more like Janet wanted to move past it. But it, he didn't. Yeah, but mm-hmm. for him, it was more like a formality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't, and that's why I say it didn't feel genuine because he was just kind of like reflecting on that period and, and kind of giving a backdrop to what he was going through but not really apologetic for it, mm-hmm. it cuz and and that's what i'm saying like i kept waiting for the follow okay you said part a now part b naturally follows that but part b never came yeah. and so that's that was weird it's like one of those things where it it should be there but it's not something is missing and and you recognize something is missing but maybe you're not sure what it is until you you kind of see the whole picture and then it yeah at the end of it that I thought honestly it was a really weak apology. <laughs>
0: it was very fucking weak. Yeah. And it felt it felt more apologetic on once again on Janet's part. Mm-hmm. So when I watched that, I'm like, it just almost felt Listen, we know what genuine Will Will Smith feels like. Mm-hmm. That's how much we love this guy. It's mm-hmm. like when we talk about Dave Chappelle. We know when he's being very genuine when he says things. Mm-hmm. And so that was the only disingenuous part of that whole doc,
3: because
0: mm-hmm. we saw how honest he was when he talked about James Avery. Yeah, we saw the yeah. honest Will Smith. Yeah, and in that moment, he uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable. It seemed like he was biting his tongue. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. I feel like there's a little more to Will's side of the story that mm. he's not going to say. Mm. But I think for the sake of everything, he's just gonna say,
3: well, "Let's just bury this hatchet." But there's definitely more to that story. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. based on kind of that dynamic, because I was I was watching that and I was like, "Maybe Janet walked up when they flicked his dick. It's like <laughs> <"Bah>, my <laughs> show. Pulled this yeah. means nothing."
0: Pull the fucking Louis CK on his ass. Just pop, flick his dick.
3: Yeah, because because like uh, what you were talking <laughs> about uh, being that age, right? I mean, we can relate on some small level of what it's like to be at that age, but then times that by, you know, hundreds because you you have fame, you got money, you got this show that you're the head of. I mean, we can only imagine what type of pressure that feels like and the thoughts that are are going around in your mind at that point, right? Maybe paranoia, right? Mm -hmm. You just, especially in light of what we found that was going on during his period, that period of his life too. So with all that considered, Okay, it could be understandable why you kind of lashed out on her. You were young, you, you you were paranoid, you had a lot of shit going on in your life, and you made the wrong move. Yeah. But like you said, from that time until now, you had plenty of opportunities to just clear the air. And not even on a public platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems very
0: opportunistic, you know. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. That's yeah.
3: that's that's the word. It, yeah. it definitely felt opportunistic because it's like you're making this big hoobla over mm-hmm. the Fresh Prince reunion, but then you don't want to leave a taint on it because there are going to be people like, well, where's the OG Aunt Viv then okay. if this is a Fresh Prince reunion? Mm, yeah. So it's like you thought about all the kind of angles and mm-hmm. thought, ah, we got to do this. Yeah, <laughs> we we got to do it. Um, and I gotta say though uh OG Aunt Viv, Janet, she aged really well, dude. Mm -hmm.
0: She looked good. She does. She does. I was like, damn, dude. Like she was like, I don't know
3: how old she is now, but I was like, yo, she looks great. Well, compared to the second Aunt Viv who looked Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Father Time was not kind <laughs> to her. I
0: love her. you, though. All Aunt Viv, I love for you, sure, man. For sure, yeah. But definitely, the, you would have thought that she was like a 15 years younger than Aunt Viv number mm-hmm. two. Yeah. Which is crazy. I don't even know Aunt Viv number two's name. That's how little of a role she played oh, on that I show. For it, me, anyways. I'm not sure that's how everybody else
3: felt. I forgot. I forgot her name. But, yeah. Anyway, that that was the only part where... Um, I still just... loved it though. I loved everybody on that cast. Yeah. You know, I met Tatiana Lee in person. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I scared her. Yeah, but didn't you have like wet dreams about her when you were a teenager? I had wet, wet dreams. I masturbated to her. That's, That's different. Who
0: did it, dude? Remember her fucking single? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I did, remember she yeah. was in a bikini and there was mm-hmm. like a boat sail or something. Uh-huh. I winked up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? What, was, what was the name of that song? Daydreaming.
2: Oh, yeah, This guy without his patience. He already knew, what's up. I'm, yeah. waking, Tatia, I'm I, in my head.
0: Yo, when she she had this glow up on the show, I'm like, I fucking love you. Yeah, That's she, all I thought. She was cute when she was. I there. met her at this uh, one event. It was so a buddy of mine. Uh, they know each other like they're friends. And so they had this. Uh, they were performing at a concert. They're doing. They were performing. <laughs> fucking this fool doesn't tell me. hmm. Well, he says her name, Mm -hmm. says Mm Tati. That could be anybody. How the fuck am I supposed to know that's Tatiana Ali? I'm not ready for this shit. She's like somebody. So I don't freak out when it comes to celebrities that's of recent years because they didn't affect my life and how I've grown up. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember them as a celebrity. Like these new people, like even if I met Kanye West, I wouldn't freak out Mm -hmm. because he came on towards my high school years. But if you affected me when my younger years, I would freak the fuck out. Mm -hmm. So I saw, we were at this event. It's a club event. They're performing whatever, whatnot. Actually, Dia was there. Oh, fun! Wow. So, uh, Dia Frampton. Um, so, Dia was there. Dia's story is funny too. Her fucking speakers were blown out because my friends, uh, hip hop artists, mm. they blew out the fucking oh, speakers. Man, that's <laughs> the worst. And she was up there. Her monitor was all fucked. Her uh, earpieces working. Out, and that's no. the first time I met Dia. Mm. And Dia, I love Dia. Yeah. We're friends now. She's super sweet. Uh-huh. Yeah, you were an asshole to me when I met you. First <laughs> Understandable Smiley though. Oh, who the fuck yeah. are you? <laughs> Understandable though because your shit was fucked up. So. Uh-huh. This podcast is brought to you by Fiverr, my friends. If you are looking for reliable freelance work, look no further. If you're a business owner, if you have a hobby, if there's a skill set that you don't have that you need somebody else to do, that's where freelance work comes in and Fiverr has a reliable amount of people that can help you get that job done. Fiverr's online marketplace connects businesses with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and a whole bunch more. I personally use them uh, even on the fly when I needed this uh, podcast audio edited. I hit up somebody on Fiverr and they got it done immediately at a time that I asked for, and it was perfect. So if you guys want to check out Fiverr, my genius brain listeners, check out F I V E R R dot com and receive ten percent off your first order by using my code GB. Find all the digital services you need in one place at F I V E R R dot code GB. Again, that's fiverr.com code GB. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Nobody wants to see some random person come up to you and say hi. Yeah. That's my bad. Yeah. But so, uh <laughs> it's like super dark. The show's done. And like, yo, meet my friend Tati. I'm like, cool. What's up? And I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm David. And I shake this woman's hands and I look up and it's fucking Tatiana Ali. Yeah. I freak out. Yeah. I don't say anything. Yeah. I hold her hands for like a solid 15 seconds. Uh, Slightly tighter. <laughs> Slightly tighter. <laughs> really tight. My uh, palms sweating. I just couldn't say anything. She's yeah. just laughing. Uh-huh. But in my mind, I was let go of her hand. Yeah. I was like let go of her hand and I just got kept, paralyzed I, I got fucking <laughs> paralyzed
2: I used to jack off to you yeah. with this hand, with this with this hand. hand <laughs> that's touching
0: you right now and then afterwards uh, I haven't washed his hand uh-huh. since that moment dude yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I just remember holding and I got freaked the fuck and then Abe came over he goes let go of her hand and it snapped me out of it I was uh-huh. like oh shit I'm so sorry yeah. but I got freaked the fuck out yeah. cause I just saw a lady that I had the hugest crush on my whole life mm-hmm. and she's still cute as fuck yeah. Tati I would have thought like a Latino chick or kinda. something right right so yeah. how, well, yeah, how am i supposed to know <laughs> this something? Yeah. holding her hand and just freaking with my mouth open like oh shit yeah. i also did that to fucking nia long yeah you text me after that yeah <laughs> that's so funny so when i was at uh sundance yeah our producer james worked on a project with nia long before this is also a woman i've masturbated to <laughs> <laughs> furiously
2: and so, <laughs> had to add that little <laughs>
0: right your boy had a thing uh. and so I remember and I was this is what I said I was like yo James that's fucking Nia Long and I was like oh you wanna meet Nia I, I specifically said no cause oh I know God. how I get around women I have, was Learned, in love yeah. with as a kid right yeah. I was like hey no I'm good right he yeah. goes hey Nia come over she goes hi shake her head same shit yeah. freeze up yeah <laughs> and, and then she's like, "He's like, hey, don't be nervous." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. I'm sorry, I held your hand so long." She goes, "Oh no, you're cute. You're you're fine. Whatever, yeah. whatnot." Yeah. And after she walked away, I looked at James like, "You fuck! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do this to me?" I
3: freaked the fuck out again. Like yeah. I
0: held her hand too long, sweaty fucking palms uh-huh. in the middle of Sundance in uh, Salt Lake City, and I did the same t- shit to Tatiana Lee.
3: Hey, but it's all good though. You got to touch their skin, man. I know, you know? dude. She smells many, so nice. She how, smelled like citrus. How many people can say? They got to touch the skin of somebody who they loved and masturbated to. <laughs> you know? I hope I, she never sees this podcast, but this to let you know, facts. Yeah, I, I, what I'm more surprised about is after you came out of that trance, that you didn't use that hand that touched her skin to yeah, immediately we, masturbate we go- in, the <laughs> in the bathroom. Hey, excuse me. Yeah, I
0: bathroom. never said I did it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just a second, please.
0: Yeah, I came, I came out right the bathroom. Back. And my eyes are all bloodshot. because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I wanted to jack off real fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
2: why are you so sleepy, dude? It's like you
0: know why I'm sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> my hair's all slicked back because I used to come as jelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it smells funny here. <laughs> that was <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he got some trees out right there. He yeah. got some trees. I remember looking at her just on the show. I was like, man, I shook your hand, dude. That shit was amazing. <laughs> I loved her, dude. I fucking love Tatiana Ali. Her and also. um uh, Jason Momoa's wife Denise I call her Denise uh, Lisa 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 Bonet yeah, that's right. Bro Lisa oh. Bonet mm-hmm. She was the original fap mm-hmm. Like she I, I fucking <laughs> Loved Lisa Bonet uh-huh. So much She was so fucking pretty To me growing up yeah. Even in her weird face On the show Where she had short hair And all this of shit I was like Fucking Lisa <laughs> I, still, Bonet. I, like, I, don't I
3: still I still yeah, fucks I with it, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why My underparts are on fire But <laughs> every time She's on the show I love her so much Man yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, like I said, it was like nostalgia mania. Just thinking back, I was like, man, not not just about the show, but the show also made me think about that point, that time in my life. And I was like, man, those were some good times, and yeah. there were some great fucking. You would just shows. watch
0: Fresh Prince, and then you look at James, every look at your dad, you're like. Tch. I know Yeah. It's
3: like Why, why are you not an Uncle Phil? Yeah. Uh, um, Uncle Nougat? Uncle Nougat Just beats your ass I know It's like well I guess that's the love I got in my house Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah I remember like, watching A lot of those episodes And like Whenever my father Would catch it with me He'd be like Yeah DWB Yep Driving on Black mm-hmm. I'm like okay dad oh shit really yeah he's like you can teach me he's like just don't do it yeah I was like, don't drive right. ever yeah so, yeah <laughs> I was like, all right cool I was like, you want me to not drive or yeah. be black both <laughs> yeah. don't do both it's like it's almost like even for my father him like he had to remind him how to be a father right right so he saw in james avery yeah and be like dwb don't drive while black like, yeah you have to be just be vigilant yeah be on your best behavior yeah you know it was always that mm. to be reminded so kind of i don't know it's it's a weird Uh, that's that's
3: a that's really interesting like insight into kind of your dynamic with your dad too Mm -hmm. because it's like what you had there was that for your dad he grew up (laughs) he's a black man who grew Mm -hmm. up here Mm -hmm. so you don't have a cultural barrier you Mm -hmm. don't have a language barrier like Mm -hmm. if 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 our parents watch that one they would not even understand most of it and two it's like so foreign to them Mm -hmm. but then your pops now I don't know what his relationship with his dad was like, but I'm sure there was also it's reminiscing stereotype. of that. Totally, yeah, right? It was, and yeah. then and then having that—that's like that's like fucking meta shit right there. Yeah, totally, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. it Took him back, and yeah, like, oh shit. Yeah, and like, then like I'm a father now. A father. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah totally, like this is my yeah. fucking kid right yeah, here. Yeah, I gotta this tell him this sperm yeah. <laughs> manifested <laughs> yeah. into a human being right <laughs> yeah. here. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um so that that adds like a lot more wrinkle to mm-hmm. kind of that that situation. um did you watch Fresh Prince growing up, right? Uh, oh, you just stopped right there. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that no, you pause
4: and think about Wait, it. The Michael's face? Oh, I, d- I did, but probably not as religiously as like you guys Wait, what do. were you watching then? I mean, that's, I forget what, what channel that was on. Back in channel, it was America. free channel, channel though. Channel okay. four channel four.
0: Yeah. Oh, it was four,
4: yeah. It was different yeah. for you guys than it was for us. NBC. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because I remember bits of that show and then like Family Matters. So I'd watched like know, <laughs> <the, the laughs> yeah, I watched the range of it, but I I don't know, like it didn't stick with me compared like as you guys are talking about now and I haven't seen the reunion thing Mm, mm -hmm. so that might change things if i had watched it
3: well what sitcom did you did you watch a lot of tv okay yeah what 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 sitcom resonated with you the way fresh prince resonated with us then
4: oh i I didn't have a sitcom then oh no no i didn't yeah like i would just watch anything Mm -hmm. like and everything Mm -hmm. i didn't have Hmm. like i didn't have a specific Attachment to anything. If you had to guess, if you did, I had to guess? No, no. Okay, us, just pick us. us a... Yeah, we. Oh, us. oh, you had to yeah, guess. Us for him. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what's
0: the come? He watched um, Golden Girls. Easy. Yep.
1: So hey, that's, that's uh, that yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna Ba-dow. say Golden Girls. Really? I think oh, i like also watched
3: yeah. Cheers. Watch Cheers. Ooh, watch Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Seinfeld. Okay, so that was more a race cup of tea right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. There wasn't like I even watch all the cartoons. Like it's just a a whole mix. Like I know nowadays I'm more picky about stuff, mm-hmm. but before I was in the film or anything like that, I didn't care about Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah. Okay. I watched Simpsons. All right. Yeah, so like I didn't have
3: like <laughs> I was about to nutshot you if you, <laughs> if you if you hesitated on that one too. Like, he was like yeah. what's what's Simpsons? I know. What you talking about? OJ. Yeah, Sim- watch OJ. that Bronco. <laughs>
0: Mm. yeah sitcoms were a huge part of my life though <laughs> man sure. like family matters uh step by step people sleep yes, on see. step by step yeah. that was that was step by step in full house they were mm-hmm. always like the
3: competing white well, families Cause, just check it <laughs> like when, when we were yeah, younger else? we didn't have on demand you know, oh, it, yeah. it was an event. Like, oh shit, 7.30 yeah. yeah, p.m. Yeah. I got to fucking watch. TGIF, yeah, man. if you miss it, who knows when you're going to be able to catch that shit again. <laughs> every yeah. year, right? the Simpsons Halloween special. For oh. sure. <laughs> Four to that shit yeah, every time. Man. Yeah. If I miss like a few, I
0: would get so pissed. Yeah. yeah. I got to be home. Yeah. yeah, it's like every TV or sitcom thing yeah. always had like a Halloween special, Christmas special, uh, yeah. Thanksgiving special, something. Yeah. So
3: yeah. it was a different experience for us because it's like we really just tuned into what we wanted to tune in, whereas now it's like so you're bombarded many. with con- the, everybody's fighting for your attention, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, maybe I'll give it here, maybe I'll give it it's, there. It's
0: weird because that's also representative of, of how. Um, just kind of spread apart the family unit is now, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of everybody coming together at a table and having dinner too, that doesn't, it was already disappearing in our generation, right? And now I see it even more where oh, yeah. sure, they need some type of, um, Device. device. Device distraction. And I'm like that too. I actually have been dealing with this problem recently where I'm actually a little disappointed in myself that when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is grab my phone. Mm-hmm. When, but when I'm in the shower, I have music on, right? Ha- I can't separate myself from this fucking device. Yeah. And there's days too where I'm on this so much, I start to feel sick, mm-hmm. but I still want to look at this fucking phone Mm.
3: and it's insane to me because i'm clearly not working
0: so what am i doing on this fucking phone (laughs) you know
3: no that's when you gotta have like checks and balances though like you gotta just set like little milestones of like okay you know what i'm spending a lot of time on this app i'm not gonna use it for or maybe not even start that extreme but i'm gonna limit myself to 30 minutes a day yeah, full day or whatever, that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, or whatever the case may. I mean, dude, that's why I don't use Instagram anymore because, like, uh, you know, before I was more involved in it because, like, I was doing music and so it was a platform to share stuff, and I also enjoyed taking pictures. But then I started recognizing, man, I'm just posting shit, just to post shit. Like, there's, there's no real purpose behind this. You know, people who aren't in entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. I always find it... I, I'm trying to
0: wrap my head around understanding why they're so particular about aesthetics, the way things look, mm-hmm. promoting things. And I'm like, you're a fucking nobody. <laughs> what, are what, are, what are you promoting? What are you promoting, man? Somebody got mad at me recently because uh-huh. this fool... Well, not recently. I'm sorry. This was a while back. Um but you know me; I just always clown on people all yeah, the time. But, yeah. You know, buddy of mine was cooking breakfast, and he had an Instagram live. He has sixty followers. Mm. He's like, "Good morning, everybody! I just want to show you guys what I made for breakfast." And I wrote, "You're embarrassing yourself. Turn the shit off." And then he shuts off, and he texts me, he goes, "Yo, man, that's fucked up."
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know. But listen, I'm not look. look, look. I'm not knocking people, right? I'm mm. just trying to understand the idea of it, right? Because. Even for me now, when you look at my... I don't really post as frequently as any other influencer out there. They promote and they post so often. Yeah, I'm just not... It's not that I don't care, right? I, I, I can do more. I just have to turn it into a hobby or find an angle where I... Enjoy. For sure, where
3: you enjoy doing that shit. Exactly, yeah. right? And yeah. then when I see people who say like, oh, I have
0: to have an Instagram. I have to have Facebook. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You actually don't because when that stuff gets re- uh, removed from your life, nothing changes. Yeah. They're like, well, how am I supposed to find out what's going on in my friend's life? Call them, bitch. Yeah. Text them, motherfucker. Exactly,
3: exactly. And 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 that's, that's why I'm saying you got to have these checks and balances mm-hmm. because like for us we have perspective there. We know what life was like pre-technology days or, or right. before technology dominated our lives the way it does now. And so when you have those, uh, when you set those little restrictions for yourself, you start to recognize like, oh shit, you know what? I did waste a lot of time using, you know, whatever, playing this game unnecessarily. Like, for example, for me, there's this game Clash Royale that I was playing a lot. And the only reason I did was because I was part of a competitive clan. Like we're ranked in the U.S., and so, like, it requires you you constantly playing you the game. You fucking and pre- loser. <laughs> and, 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 you know, like, it's it's a game that I got really competitive with. That's why I got good at it. Because I just have that competitive nature, too, when I start something. And then, like, I enjoy it. I want to be good at it. And then I, I realized, dude, I don't even fucking enjoy playing this game. Like, I'm just fucking doing it because I have to. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to delete it. You know? Nah, delete those, it. Those uh-uh. fucking
0: games, too, they get your
3: ass, Oh, man. for sure, Because they're
0: free. Until you need to do dope shit.
3: Oh, see, that's the thing. Let me tell you that, something. That game, also a freemium model, where free to play, but pay to like get upgrades and shit. I never spent a fucking single cent. I said, you know what? I'm gonna show you motherfuckers. <laughs> and I and I and I showed those motherfuckers the de- the developers. Dude, yeah, I'm fucking proud. <laughs> I'm proud of you, man. there's, yeah. a, there's a game I played uh, right now. I know you told me, bro. You dropped bills on that shit.
0: I'm not gonna buy a PS5.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck those people. Dude. That's how they get you. I went know. through my PayPal. I was yeah. like, what have I done? I haven't told Maryless, but she's oh. always like looking at me and she goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm playing this game." She doesn't know I spent thousands of dollars on this. <laughs> oh, oh, thousands! <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Not thousands. Okay. Thousands. Right, no, yeah. Come on, now. Hundreds. Yeah, just a couple hundred dollars, okay, which, okay. by the way, huh, is yeah. not okay. But yeah. this is over a period of two years. Right. Right. Because you know I'm still cheap, but then there's moments where I where I'm just like, man,
3: I just want to just move past this part. That's how they get you though. They they make you fucking grind like unnecessarily <laughs> to to get something so small. But it's Damn, like yeah, you but resisted if you that, and you didn't pay a single. I phone. didn't spend a single because I, I, I got. That's when that game came out. The freemium model was really starting to take off at that point. It wasn't like a, a yeah. like a standard, not like it is now. And then I saw what they were trying to do, and I'm like, nah, motherfucker, I'm gonna be that one fucking anomaly in the statistic. Where yeah, you showed them, dude. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> just you showed those yeah, Just just for myself to be like, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking maintain this discipline, cause like. A dollar, two dollars, I mean what the fuck is that's not gonna change anything in my financial like my finances, right? But it was the the principal and I was like, (laughs) I'm gonna fucking stay disciplined (laughs) and not ever fucking spend a dime with you guys. I'm not
2: like that.
0: <laughs> I'm so weak. I'm so fucking weak. These, yeah. inst- you know, what's crazy too? Because when Instagram changed the the platform recently, it's so it's so convoluted yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It used to be such a simple platform. Now that was an extra step if you want to post stories and everything yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And because that model now is based on you buying shit, yeah. they literally put a shop Absolutely. area. Absolutely. Yeah. This app has gotten out of fucking hand. Yeah. And it keeps advertising this stuff they know that i want it it, they know Mm -hmm. they know i want that fucking thing at the edge of your sink that you could dump noodles in so you don't you know how do you know (laughs) this how do you know my peculiarities because that's that's always
3: (laughs) always the the uh end goal for any social media platform right yeah money it's like all right we're going to collect information on you but the most important thing is how are we going to monetize this when facebook was trying to figure out figure out a monetization you know method When Twitter was trying to figure out money, like the, it was like, okay, you guys have all these users and you have all this information. Now, how are you going to leverage this into money? And then once that shift happened, it's like, that's all it's about. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we're going to make it addicting for you to use addict and and fun for you to use in some sense, but we're going to figure out a way how to extract that dollars from you so that we can, we can keep this platform going and keep you engaged. But at the same time, make sure we make money um so it's just just vicious cycle and then that's what i'm saying like i start recognizing these things as it's happening and i just disconnect myself from it like for me i think i've been inactive on instagram for like maybe a year or longer now you know it just became a thing where like i don't need that in my life and so for me it's like that once i make the choice it's like okay i recognize it and sometimes i don't care enough to make a change but then if it hits me on the right day i'm like man fuck this shit and then, and then it becomes a game within myself of like, how disciplined are you? How disciplined are you, <laughs> motherfuckers? <laughs> you <know? laughs> I, wish I, could, I wish I could do that I shit with food. Him. That's just too hard, man.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that. That's so hard, though, man. Like I, when I see people who they get kind of sucked into this idea of of what they need, mm-hmm. and it's something that they actually don't need. I don't know how to tell them otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't need. This. Like, oh, they go, oh, you don't understand. I'm like me. You think this is an age thing, bitch? We were in the generation where that shit was invented, motherfucker. You just got in this, you fucking sperm. Like you <laughs> literally were born yesterday. Like I like you. We know what this is like. What mm-hmm. I'm telling you now is through age is that you actually don't need this. It's something that you want. Mm-hmm. It's not a need it's a it's a want right and I'm starting to see that a lot in different like parenting styles and like we were talking about the other day where I'm where I don't have kids but because a lot of my friends are having kids I'm starting to notice um just how, the different parenting styles that these guys have are affecting their children from an outside perspective. Absolutely. This is not a judgment thing. I'm just observing because I don't have kids It's an observation. Yeah, Yeah. now I'm just observing these things because I I wanna be a parent one day and I I won't have these answers. And I don't know which parent I'm going to be Mm -hmm. because it it really depends on my level of patience and my level of understanding. So like I've seen like one of my friends, I'm seeing them uh, from my perspective, not practice consistency, right? And for them, sometimes I see them, they go, oh, I don't, they they joke around. They go, oh, I don't know why my kid's kids do that but for me because i'm observing them Mm -hmm. i'm like oh i know why yeah because you as parents aren't consistent from what i've seen in comparison to some other friends Mm -hmm. right so for example uh one of my friends as a couple they don't show consistency in their in the way they discipline their kids right once again this isn't judgment this is me comparing like three or four different families yeah and what i mean by that is that when the child does something that's very upsetting right it's only upsetting to this these parents depending on their mood There is no definitive standard of this is wrong and this is bad. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if this child will do something like very obnoxious and loud that's very rude or disrespectful, Mm -hmm. if today those parents are in a good mood, they'll find it cute and funny, they'll laugh with the kid. If they're in a bad mood, then, hey, you don't say those type of things that's really wrong. And then later on, they'll say, well, I don't know why he doesn't get this. He's just a different kid. It's like, no. No. It's because you guys said it was okay literally two hours ago, and right. then three hours ago you reprimanded from it. Then two hours later you laughed again, and yeah. I'm like, I understand why this kid doesn't see that.
3: He's confused as fuck. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm confused as
0: yeah. a friend. You know, yeah. I don't know what's going on, right? Yeah. And then you see with this other with this other family, I see uh, these two parents. They're very consistent about what's right and wrong and what they shouldn't do, and that kid is never confused. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, like now I'm now I'm starting to understand. Like, okay, I I get to pick and choose. Uh, what these parent what the parenting style is and it's it's so odd watching and observing from an outside perspective because now I'm concerned like well who, what
2: am
3: I gonna be am I gonna be them or them right mm. you know I mean I think i can only I can only uh assume here because I'm not a parent myself, but I would assume that it would be really important to always be self aware when when you're um a parent because you have to be aware of what you said what and what you did because if you're if you're trying to instill principles and like lessons. Uh, and teach lessons to this child and instill certain principles into this child or children, and you're not having consistency. Yeah, you're just gonna confuse the shit out of them. If you praise one thing and, and punish them for another or for just, the same thing, mm. it's like, well, well, what, what the fuck do I do then? You know, yeah. is this good or is it bad? It's whatever the fuck you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know. And then I sometimes
0: I see them like they get frustrated because they go, "Why well, told him?" Or her that they shouldn't do this type of stuff Mm -hmm. but they keep doing it i'm like yeah but as for me when i see it i'm like as a friend i'm confused i don't i don't know if i don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. because you were laughing and then you punish him you get mad at him you yell at him or her and they like what's going on here you know but definitely from uh, from what i'm seeing there's a specific couple that i'm seeing the way that they interact with their kids i understand why a lot of parents don't do what they do though it's exhausting right Fuck, they are hands-on as shit. Yeah. They are mm-hmm. so hands-on. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, oh, the, but the the outcome of that is that they have a very close relationship with their mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. They actually listen to what they say and they respect what they say a lot. And what they say isn't suggestions. It's, oh, this is what mom and dad wants and I know that it's going to be better for me. And that's how they seem to interpret it anyways. Yeah. Like, for example, this family specifically... And just to go back to how technology is not necessary, is something that you want versus needs. These kids don't get to watch TV Monday through Thursday. They watch TV Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and they only get to play games for a couple of hours each of those days yeah. because they want them to be academically focused and also find entertainment and stuff outside of the digital exactly, world. Exactly, man. Not be exposed to that fucking cesspool. You exactly. Know? Mm-hmm. So these kids find entertainment through chess, board games and this is board games with family time they play nerf wars they do Mm -hmm. all this other stuff but obviously this requires a lot of work on the parents part
3: commitment man in the
0: upstairs area it's like a a fucking reptile zoo yeah they have a drawing area they have like an art area there's so many different ways for them to to be entertained outside of games being Mm -hmm. on the phone now Mm -hmm. mind you they love this stuff but the one thing that i saw from them and i've been asking the questions too like we just did it early on and we were consistent all the time and when they when he says like hey you're done with your game they don't cause a fuss yeah they just go okay oh they're like hey can i do five more minutes Go five more minutes and then just give it to me and Mm -hmm. when the five minutes is done they bring it
3: over i'm like
0: how the fuck did you do that
3: (laughs) you know i mean it's it's commitment and dedication to the cause right Yeah, because you got to practice what you preach you can't tell your kid hey you can't use your phone all day like that and you're sitting there exactly they're so good at that shit Mm -hmm. that's
0: why my kids are gonna be fucked
3: (laughs) well look (laughs) i can't do that how many hey don't be on your phone yeah how many (laughs) no how many times have you seen a parent just give the phone to the kid so that they could just shut them up yeah you know they don't do that which is nuts yeah but but yeah Exactly. What's the alternative to doing that? Is you actually taking action and engaging them At and trying. Because again, these are little tiny human beings who don't have a fully functioning brain. Well, I mean, it's a functioning brain, but it's not fully Idiots, developed. all of them. Yeah. So you got to also speak to them in a way that they understand and treat them in a way that they'll understand. And then you got a simple... And that might be frustrating sometimes. Like, Hell yeah, you, man. You little fucker. Yeah. All right? You understand what I'm trying to tell you, you little fucker? I don't know my voice. <laughs> and, and, like, I'm, no, and, no. and I'm goofy <laughs> you know, hey, I thought, fucker. I that was <laughs> goofy. I don't know. Well, I
0: don't know what, what was going on? <laughs> You're fun, dad. Yeah. But yeah, but I see that though, and I'm saying that they're such a great example, but I'm also saying to the, the caveat to that is that they are Putting now. in work, they're man. They're putting that putting fucking in work. work though. And I know 99% of parents, I feel anyways, mm-hmm. can't really do that. Maybe mm-hmm. in this, in the in the city yeah. because mm-hmm. a lot of parents now, they're career-driven. They have so much other stuff. There isn't just one person in the household that's taking care of the kids. Yeah. It's not mom stays at home, cooks, cleans, deals with the kids 24-7 and Papa goes out and makes that check. Right. It's two young adults now that are career-driven. They have their own dreams and aspirations and at the same time, they're trying to raise this kid and instill these certain beliefs. When some Sometimes I feel like now, like I'm still a kid. I can't even, I can imagine myself having a kid, but fuck man. Like I I thought about this the other day, right? My fr- my my buddy, he was... Uh, it, well, I was on Facebook for a quick second and he was saying like, yo, I'm so happy I get to teach my kid math. I love math. My kid comes up with a math problem. I'm grounding him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dad, can you help me with this geometry
3: problem? You're fuck you. Grounded. Go to your room. <laughs> you're fucking grounded. Yeah. What well, you
0: Like, what? <laughs> for what? Fucking bring that Harry fuck Potter yeah, fucking oh witchcraft. <laughs> here, get the fuck out of here.
3: No, but I mean, that's the thing about parenting though, man, is that even if a blueprint's laid out for you, you and, and, and you look into all this stuff, yeah, it like... It's a whole different thing when you're in it, right? And even if you know everything you could possibly know about what's the right and wrong thing to do, you're not going to have that type of like discipline to maintain those things all the time and be consistent on it all the time. It's just, I feel like parenting is an experiment for everybody. And, and it has yeah. been for the, the entire existence of mankind. Whenever kids, whenever men man and women started reproducing and creating uh, kids, and then uh, figuring out, okay, how do we get this kid to survive? (laughs) Before (laughs) it was just about survival, right? That's it. It's like how to communicate through like a basic language or tools and how to use basic tools and survive. And then evolved into this thing of like, okay, how to be a respectful person and how Mm -hmm. to be a decent person and and how to like uh, pursue a passion or your career, whatever. There's so many lessons to teach now. and, And it's like, nobody can do it perfectly. Yeah. We're only human at the end of the day. Yeah. We're we're just trying to be the best facilitator for this child or for these children um so that they have the right tools to survive in in this current climate. And and, and survival obviously that definition has evolved since you know the caveman days. And I'm scared for these kids too because I already see like in these young teens. Uh, oh yeah, all, man. All this Oh like, yeah, dude. Exterior
0: influences like the 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 popularity game is now based on your Instagram followers, mm-hmm. and you know we didn't have to deal with that shit. We just yeah. had to be you know deal with getting shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Yes, right, <laughs> and I would rather deal with that <laughs> than being judged for how many followers I have on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have cool things, materialism too is at an all time high because look at all the stuff that's being pushed.
3: Absolutely, bro. So
0: now I understand why Dave Chappelle went off to a fucking farmland,
3: dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's true, around I, decent folk in a decent town. Yeah, yeah. it's like a time machine. I think, I think he, he's spoken about that where it, it, it you know, b- brings him to a, a a place in time where he remembered it's just more about community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not about all this outside bullshit. Like, you know this guy. You know this woman's name, this guy's name, whatever. You know him on a first-name basis because you actually interact with these people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about that tight-knit community, and they look out for each other. That's why he said you don't ever got to worry about somebody selling him out there. Like, do right. you
0: see some of these, like... You see some young people and how socially awkward they are, and I could already tell that most of their human, inter- quote unquote, human interactions is through this the fucking phone. phone. Yeah. I'll give you a great example, right? So I met somebody recently who um, <clears throat> is a fan of mine. He didn't say it at first, right? Mm-hmm. But we know each other through through mutual people. So we take a photo together. We take a photo together. We're talking. I'm, you know, I'm talking to him casually, and you know, he's very shy, very quiet, doesn't really say much. You know. And I'm like, oh, this guy's a very reserved human being. And, you know, towards the end of the day, after we hang out, hang around each other with mutual friends, he asked for a photo. Cool. Let's take a photo. I take this photo. I go away. Later on, I see my name is tagged in a photo on Instagram. Right. I remove my tag after. So that's why I'm, I'm going to say this shit. But he the caption of what he wrote mm-hmm. and what he was saying in the comments complete opposite of how much of a bitch made motherfucker he was in person Mm -hmm. wouldn't say shit and i'm not talking just me just in general he's a quiet guy doesn't say much and then on his caption he writes like oh you know how i roll now motherfuckers it's like what bitch? What? The oh, fuck so are was you flexing? T- oh, so you flexing like uh-huh. that, right? So the next time I see him, like I and it's funny because I DM'd him and I'm like, "What's with your caption?" And we know each other now, mm-hmm. right? He's like, "Oh, I'm just joking." I was like, "That's not how you were talking to me." I was like, "The next time I see you, I'm gonna slap you in the fucking face." <laughs> you know, if I'm That's joking, how I roll, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna slap you in the fucking face. We're yeah. joking, though. He's laughing. Yeah. He goes yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." It's like I'm just fucking around. I was like I was like, "Okay, you know, letting it go, whatever." Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal, but I just found it very odd. And you see, like on the interactions when they're writing comments, they're like, oh you know who david so is he, he goes yeah like he's like yeah he's my little bitch and stuff like you know making jokes like that what and i'm like that's a... and i'm just sitting there and i'm like <laughs> oh even ray don't like that shit. but that's what i'm saying like don't he's like saying, even about the ray fucking yeah, raise the silent. y'all don't know the silent man. assassin you know, you know for me i'm like oh i know he's making jokes because it's the exact opposite of who he is right but i'm but in my mind i'm like the sad thing is is that it, there's a lot of people like that Right? They're so good at putting on this fake bravado and persona online because nobody's going to actually check you online. Yeah. And if they do, nothing happens. And so this is the type of world that I think a lot of young people are growing up. And it started from our generation. It started from AIM. It started from all this stuff when we're doing pranks and stuff where we could do stuff without any real repercussions. Right. So we were the onslaught to this. And now it's just getting to this point where they're really good at this stuff, where they're very good at creating an online
3: persona. Or straight up just catfishing. Catfishing, mm-hmm. you yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it might not even be they're just showing a different person that like they're not who they say they yeah. are at all <laughs> oh, yeah. they're just they're just fucking living vicariously through this fictional character that they created man so could you imagine what online dating is like now they're, these guys, so I I have a friend she's she's going through
0: online dating stuff and mm-hmm. I always want to see these type of guys that are that are like hitting her up right. Mm-hmm. And I read these guys' profiles, and I look at their face, and I see everything that they're doing, and I'm like, "This fool's fucking full of shit." <laughs> I, she'll meet him up, yeah. and she'll, you know, she'll relay, relay the information to yeah. me because it's just fun, fun for me. And we're really close <laughs> friends. It's funny, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything that I'm saying about that person, I called it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "This guy is going to be a dweeb. He's mm-hmm. not going to say anything in front of you. He's going to be shy as fuck." Like, here's a great example, right? Mm-hmm. So she came back, and she was really upset about this date that she had. Not, a, not like crying or anything like that. Just kind of irritated. Yeah. And so he starts doing this thing where he's on the where he's on the date and he starts talking. He starts asking her a million questions annoying, obnoxious questions, right? And so, for example, like when you're on a date, let's say you're you're on a date with the girl, right? How about I said, let's say I'm the girl. What's up? <laughs> so let's say you're on a date with the girl, right? Doing? This is short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my legs with one. Yeah. Um, But you're on a date with the girl, you would just probably keep it casual, ask about her and then develop conversation with the stuff that she talks about, mm-hmm. right? So I could tell that this guy from the date that she told me that she had, he read one of those self-help how-to-date books because <laughs> <laughs> all oh, he did shit. was he tried to ask, quote, unquote, deep questions all the time. And it just really annoyed her. So so for example, he would ask her stuff about politics. Mm -hmm. Like he would say stuff like, Oh, I feel like I'm getting to know you, but I don't really know you. Mm -hmm. So let's dig deep into this conversation. Like bro, who the fuck talks like that on a first fucking date? He's really, he's a socially awkward kid that read these like dating expert advice stuff. You know, what to ask 15 questions to ask
3: on your first exactly. day. Exactly. You
0: know, and that's exa- on BuzzFeed. Yeah. That's exactly what this kid was yeah, doing, yeah. right? But and I'm thinking to my mind, like I feel bad for this dude because if he had just maybe been a little more social when he was younger, got rejected a little bit, faced a little heartache, had some had some of these weird situations, mm-hmm. instead of being so good at writing an online fucking profile, that wouldn't have happened to him. And I'm pretty sure he was a nice guy, mm-hmm. you know, but because he's so doesn't know... He's never been in a situation Where he had to meet a stranger And ask about them He had to find this list Of stuff to say Okay if I ask 15 questions On BuzzFeed To this girl She's gonna think That I'm interested That I'm inquiring about her Mm -hmm. And that we're gonna have A great conversation We're gonna have a connection
3: Connection (laughs) But he
0: forgot You're talking to a person now You're not reading off A piece of a fucking paper Exactly This isn't Mm -hmm. hypothetical This is an actual
3: (laughs) This is a You're in face to face
0: With another human being You know they walk away And they don't understand why they go? Why did this date go bad? I I I I asked questions about her. I showed her she's important. I swear I asked one through fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I got everything. Yeah. I said Where I the, success. Yeah, where's the second call? Yeah, so like, make a
3: comment on Buzzfeed. Your advice <laughs> sucks. I feel bad for that dude, man. No, like, I, I mean, for that, that fuck. That's the thing, man. Is Loser? that people <laughs> just kidding are failing to recognize <laughs> that yo face-to-face interaction is about picking up on another person's energy you Mm -hmm. know And, and like letting it be organic you know you're not trying to force a conversation yeah there i've been on dates too where like i'm the only one who's engaging in conversation and and the other party can't and so like that forces me to keep the conversation going but i just get exhausted at some point and i'm just like all right that's enough (laughs) (laughs) it's six o'clock in the morning like i i gave you i gave you i gave you an honest chance at, at like being able to you know build some rapport rapport with me but it ain't happening cut it but then i feel like when people are going on just textbook like this is what the textbook thing to do on a first date they're not preparing for these uh, dynamic situations. Yes, they think yes, it's static. Yes. Like just, yeah. you go from A to Z and that's it. That's exactly how it's going to go. But then, what if this person you're talking to doesn't give mm. a fuck about politics? Why would you engage in the Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't know how to deviate. Exactly. From that. Yeah. You yeah. got to
0: pick up on that. Haywire. They go haywire. Right.
3: Oh, okay. That was question 13.
0: On to question 14 then. <laughs> Mary Giuliani uses hair dye. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the video? <laughs> He's bleeding Doogie yeah. inside of his head. <laughs> He's <laughs> bleeding oil out of his skull. <laughs> what is
3: going on? No, but um, I think that's the thing that uh, you. Kind of get jammed up on if you if you approach it that way. If you have like this textbook way to approach a first date, yo, you know how I, you know what the
0: biggest tell was that I knew this fool was reading off of a a list Mm. is because (laughs) he asked her on the first date, "What do you think about the BLM movement?" Mm -hmm. Nope. (laughs) You
3: what? Yeah, come on now. So he read something. I (laughs) guarantee
0: you. Talk about current events. Got you. BLM, yeah. you know, people are being murdered out in these streets. <laughs> yeah. Did you, you know that? Would you like a croissant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would you like some sugar? In your yeah. tea? I know, like, yo. Know, what the, yeah. she, That's what she told me. She goes, "He was asking me about BLM. <laughs> I was." He goes, "Why would you say this? It's, it's such a yeah. awkward and very deep conversation to have. You so, don't even know me like." Sounds that Sounds
3: like there was no flow to that conversation, and that's yeah. the thing, man. Is like building rapport with somebody. There has to be a flow. Yeah. That's why sometimes you like, you know, you meet somebody, you're like, yo, I vibe with this dude or I vibe with this girl, whatever. Right. But then if you're just kind of going, checking off a mental checklist of the things that you need to address. Mm-hmm. Okay. I asked that question. Now to this one.
0: And sometimes too, uh, if you guys are this type of person, what happens a lot is because your anxiety gets the best of you. And this is something that I used to do when I was younger mm-hmm. is that there's these moments where there's silence that for you, because you're so anxious and you're so nervous when talking to a woman, you're always trying to fill these gaps of silence all the time. And what was happening is, is that you're just fucking word barfing, mm-hmm. right? You're not, you're not feeling the moment. Yeah. There's times when people have to stop and think to say things, for sure. but then you're like, oh, I'm not being interesting enough. This person doesn't like me. And then you just start filling in the gaps with BLM topics.
3: You know what's a good analogy for that? It's like like cooking right you can have the top chefs down to the last ingredient of how to make that dish it don't mean that you're a fucking world-class chef now yeah. Because you got to feel the rhythm and the flow of cooking. Like you might not know. Okay, it says three minutes here, four minutes here, five minutes. But how are you going to manage all that while this is happening? You know, and unless you fucking do it, you're not going to know. You're not going to get a feel for it, right? And so it's the same thing with dating or just like having a conversation with anybody. It's it's just you got to be in the present, be engaged, listen, pay attention, try to be more perceptive. But yeah, like you said, some people are so anxiety-filled that – they're, they're, it's just like their brain is frazzled they don't know what to do but you know what it's okay to bomb just bomb then just bomb a few times just to kind of get that anxiety out of the way and then start to get a feel yeah, for just it about your yeah. absolutely man like you're not you're not gonna fucking make even if it's like let's say cooking a cheeseburger you're not gonna make the f- best cheeseburger on your first try it's gonna take some time for you to get the feel of it and if you want to touch those buns, you best believe you you better impress it in that is. conversation. <laughs> you know,
0: this will went straight to ask Ravid. Yeah, yeah. Actually, was, that conversation was going great. Yeah, but if you
3: try to get him tight those
0: cheeks and put some mayo in those butts. <laughs> get you that already, meat between them. Yeah. You already know
3: what's up, cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and but by, yeah, there's a there's a flow and rhythm to everything, and you got got you got to be in tune with that.
0: Yeah, you know? I just I just know, and I empathize very much because I know what it feels like to just not know what to say mm-hmm. to a girl right mm-hmm. and even till this day i don't really know mm. right and i think um what happens now is because because i've been so scabbed over from getting rejected i just mm-hmm. don't care uh, uh well obviously not now i'm, I'm with mariel <laughs> but <laughs> it's like, yeah i'm with Mario, but you know my last date it didn't go too well <laughs> but what, what's interesting too is you know what happens to a lot of guys and you you'll hear this uh this common thing they go well every time i'm with somebody girls want to talk to me As you know why because you're not thirsty anymore. Mm. You're 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 now the yeah, best. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Now you're the best at being yourself. Mm-hmm. And because you're not so emotionally and just horny and desperate anymore, these these girls are allowed to see you for who you really are. Mm. You know, which is the original tactic that you should use. But because your dick is guiding your fucking light, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're just coming off so desperate, or you're trying to play a game. And that's that's what typically is happening. Is that you're now you're just having conversations, and these girls are like, oh, this guy's really cool. Oh, I wonder if he's single. Mm-hmm. He's not single. Yeah. But then in your mind, you're like, oh, if I
3: wasn't single, I bet you. I... No, you wouldn't have because now you lost that cool factor. Yeah, you're using the the, the big head, not the little head, yeah. which in most cases when you're teenage to your 20s, right, most guys are using their little head uh, to, to you know, make decisions. Now, one of the most obnoxious things that I remember I used to see, uh, you know, when we were in our
0: uh, early 20s and teens was that when a hot girl would be talking and you see these dudes just laugh at everything she's saying mm-hmm. and shit was so funny to me like a girl would come through and was like
2: oh yeah yesterday so I, I, I fucking
0: had this waffle and it got burned and they're like oh, <laughs> oh you're talking to Mike Tyson <laughs> 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 Mike Tyson's daughter dude <laughs> <laughs> <And> Tiffany Tyson
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, so I came through and I <laughs> that so I was gonna have the kids yeah. no, no kids <laughs> yo one of my friends had this funniest funny funny video Chris it where he was whistling to the pigeons uh-huh. and I yo this video had me crying Crying, laughing. So Mike Tyson, the original video is him whistling towards these pigeons. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, you know what? Are, I, I can't whistle right now because yeah. I'm laughing. But he's whistling, and this fool dubbed it over. But he's doing it with with a lisp. Dog. He was like, he was
2: like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like two minutes
0: long. Yeah, it's two
2: minutes long. I couldn't stop laughing, dude. That's
0: my buddy Chris Sosa. That's one of the funniest fucking videos I've ever seen. Also because I'm scared for his life now. Yeah. Because I, I know yeah, Mike, Mike Tyson. And does yeah. not take nice to people making fun of his lisp.
3: Uh, well, speaking of, what do you think is going to happen between him and Roy Jones? You think, you think, well, here's the fucked up thing, yeah. right? Be-
0: this is like a pay per view event, mm-hmm. okay? No knockouts. Yeah. If it gets too crazy, they stop the
3: fight. Yeah. Two minute rounds, eight rounds. Yeah
0: like what the fuck you know what I mean <laughs> but they,
3: granted Mike is 50 something years old you know and Roy Jones is probably not too far behind that right probably like mid late 40s yeah but
0: Mike Tyson to quote him said so what happens when you hurt somebody you get a boner <laughs> <laughs> when you get a massive erection yeah <laughs> what happens when you masturbate to the side of blood <laughs> I think he's gonna be fine you know yeah. and Roy Jones Jr. is over here on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about well I, when I first bought this I learned how to fight from roosters <laughs> 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 like the best, the nicest guy I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. You know,
3: he's just super chilling Hey, but Roy Jones ain't no chump either, man. He's Yo, a... Roy jones Roy Joints, Roy
0: Jones, <laughs> Roy Joints.
3: <laughs> <Roy, laughs>
0: it, it's spinal. I it broke my back, but uh, Roy Roy Jones Jr. is uh, top three favorite boxers of all time because of his style, how fast he was, and he's one of those Powered guys. Punch too. Yeah, he was one of those guys that got my ass beat because I thought that I could be a Roy Jones Jr. and it turns out there's only one Roy Jones Jr. because he always had his. Hands down, yeah. great head movement. Yeah. Would rope a dope really well, mm-hmm. and his fucking hook was amazing. Exactly. So he was so unique, and you know, I'm thinking to myself like, oh, I just gotta have great head movement. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done. I'm yep. over getting popped in the face left and right. Yep. You know.
3: Okay, so that's why he's Roy Jones, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm David. Uh, so let me take these <laughs> nah, nah. off. I'm gonna stay in my leg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I,
0: I hope they don't get hurt because there's they're so much older. Mm-hmm. But then you know, Mike Tyson, he looks like he's ready to kill. Yeah, he looks.
3: Think a dude is always look scary, man. I mean, he just built to fucking destroy his
0: interviews are so so awkward because you just never know when you're supposed to laugh and not laugh no I don't know. Like I said this multiple times because I saw this on the Joe Rogan podcast where Rogan was making a yeah, joke. He
3: wasn't sure like that's not funny, Joe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he would just come in and yeah. he
0: goes, "No, I'm serious. I'm asking yeah. you a question." Yeah. And then Joe go- Joe's laughing he goes, Ha-ha. "Well, okay, well, listen." <laughs> <laughs> Cuz he's fucking scared, yeah. you know.
4: It's like if Mike Tyson tells you it's not funny, it's not, not funny. funny. <laughs> it happened
0: with the erection thing. He's yeah. like he goes, "So what happens when you hurt somebody?" And you get an erection. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, I'm serious. I'm asking you a question. <laughs> Mike, how the fuck are we supposed to know that's a joke or not a joke? Yeah. How do I even answer that? And the shit that's not funny, mm-hmm. you just Mike Tyson just starts cracking up. Yeah. It's not funny at all. Yeah. He goes, yeah. And then, you know,
3: I just parked my convertible. <laughs> 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 I'm
0: like, like,
3: oh, right.
2: Mike, that's yeah, not funny,
0: bro. That-
3: Guys is a prime example of feeling rhythm <laughs> and yeah. energy yeah. in a conversation. You be with that. he
2: is
0: on his own <laughs> rhythm and energy. You know, if you look at uh, a lot of Mike Tyson's, uh, he has
3: highlights of his fights. He also has highlights of him telling people off, and yeah. it's scary. Oh, no, right? for sh- dude. When he was Iron Mike, mm. the the threats he would make to people, Bro, like he hated the media. Level. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but for good reason. Yeah, too. good reason. They were trying was, to poke yeah. at him. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they they were kind of crucifying him.
0: Well, yeah, because they're you know, over here talking about his upcoming fight. And they go, so did you rape the girl or not? And he goes, what the fuck? Know. You know you know what you are? You're a fucking prick. You yeah. know that, right? Yeah. You're a fucking prick. He goes, hey, come on, Mike. No, fuck you. Yeah. you know, I'm just sitting here. And it, I forgot who he said this to. It might have been Don Lemon, I think. But he goes, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah. And it's just absolutely nothing. Yes. <laughs> yes.
3: He'll fucking bite your ear off. Yeah. No, he, he definitely went in those rage moments in the 90s when he was like, well, especially after Custom Auto passed, right? Because that was yeah, that, that, that was, was his, his anchor. Yeah, that was his uh guiding light in life. And once that was gone, you got fucking this uh monster Don King, who was you know notoriously like just an evil Devil. human being.
0: It's very hard though when I see a fighter like him, and he's uh, he's talked about it too, where he's it's just you've been fighting your whole life. This is all you know. Number yeah. one, it was his saving grace. It developed a great relationship with him and Cousin D'Amato. Mm. Uh, it brought him wealth when he was impoverished. His mom was like a crackhead or something like that. And his whole life story is nuts. And the thing that was his savior was fighting. And then as you get older without choice, it gets taken away from you slowly. Yeah. Right. And so a lot of these fighters have trouble adjusting because it's like, how would that feel? Right. Like you're, you're, this is
3: all you know. And then it gets taken away. Not to mention, you're surrounded by vultures. Yeah, who who are you know two faced vultures? Yeah, Mike, mm-hmm. you don't have a lift. Oh, yeah. I don't have a lift. <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> yeah, bro, you you're perfect. perfectly yeah, fine, man.
0: Just give me a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you know? see, see, I told you, but I don't have a lift, man. It's all, it's all mental. It's final. <laughs> it's final. It's my favorite shit. When he's being interviewed, he goes, "What happened to you? My eye broke my back." it's spinal (laughs) (laughs) it's you broke your back yeah spinal Mike's gonna kill me, dude. Yeah, he's gonna, have he's a gonna kick he's that door. Yeah, So you Who think that's David so? Yeah. yeah. So that's, you think that's funny, you fat fuck? <laughs> yeah, you fucking prick. I'm gonna fucking break your skull and stomp <laughs> yeah. on your stomach uh, yeah, and kill yeah, your yeah. children. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck you and your ass if you love me. You fucking f word. Yeah, you see, I thought that because <laughs> I'm because I'm spinal. <laughs> <Points> <laughs> my head. That's your
3: that's,
0: that's your brain, Mike. But the, the, the great thing about Mike Tyson too is how how amazing he is as a speaker because he's he's actually very very fucking intelligent is it's his intelligent list guy. that fucks him up yeah but he says a lot of just really well thought out stuff like he he reads a lot a well, lot of a crazy too. remember we watched that documentary he's walking on the beach oh my no, god really dude cool, that's man. one of the what was that documentary Carl? dude do you know which one that is it's the funniest <laughs> documentary ever and it's not <laughs> supposed to be funny dude. but it's it's a doc it's like that director specifically is like one of the shittiest directors yeah. <laughs> ever. But he basically it's just him It was supposed to be like this emotional piece Spiritual, but yeah. it looks like one of those like 1980s 1970s music videos <laughs> like crossfades with a face <laughs> uh, oh, waves yeah. he's walking he's looking he's out talking. in the distance yep. <laughs> and it's all red and purple Yeah, it's yeah. pixelated oh, it was bad. and shit and he just kept saying ridiculous shit <laughs> that he doesn't know is ridiculous yeah. like he's like when you have money and you don't know what's going on you just around these lecherous whores <laughs>
1: Which is, which is a true statement. He's
0: like, he's like, he's like, no, I didn't rape her at all. She's a lecherous whore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like. This is fucking hilarious. Yeah. This is one of the most funniest documentaries I've yeah. ever seen in yeah. my life. Yeah, and these awkward cuts and these weird, weird like fades. The, yeah. him he's sitting, sitting him just pool, looking
1: staring. off into a distance. Yeah, it's like, well, he forgot to cut that.
3: Yeah. To, to 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 be fair to Mike though, during that time, the media was sabotaging him. Oh, they yeah. they weren't trying to paint this guy as an intelligent, insightful oh, guy. Oh, absolutely. Who also no. is a beast of a fighter. He's a monster. Oh, he's right. a killer. Right. If, so of course he raped this girl, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know his his gripes were legitimate and i can understand why he he lashed out the way he did cuz not only was the media crucifying him he had all those people trying to steal him steal from him i mean mm-hmm. um take and that's why he lost all his wealth right. all these people that he thought he could trust who he thought were friends oh. or he, yeah they just they were looking out to fucking screw him over um and that was his like uh naivete like coming through right mm-hmm. It's like he trusted these people and he's like oh well, I guess I learned the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus. I can't wait for that movie to come out
3: or Jamie Foxx. James Love Toback. You. Who's that? Who's James Toback? Oh, the director? Yes. Oh. It was
0: I think it was just called Tyson. Uh. Director aims to change Iron Mike Tyson's image. You did a terrible job, dude. <laughs> this was back in two thousand eight. Damn. This is hilarious. This—if you guys haven't seen this, it's one of the funniest fucking docs you will ever see in your life. Oh, I've never laughed so hard with this guy. Like I was crying laughing. It was so bad, dude. <laughs> I was like, "David likes spiders." Let me just put this. On. Yeah, and <laughs> it was the fuck so <laughs> fucking funny. There was this, and also, what was the film with the the kid from uh, Moonlight? Oh,
1: uh, what was that shit called? All Day and a Night or some shit. All day and a night. Yeah, all yeah. day and a oh, night.
3: Funniest fucking film you'll ever see, <laughs> uh, and it's not supposed to be funny. Why was that one funny? It's just terrible. Oh, just it terribly terrible? done.
0: Well, who's who's the 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 Jeffrey the, Wright? Jeffrey Wright. So you know who Jeffrey Wright is, right? No, have you seen um, Westworld? Westworld. Mm-hmm. So you know Westworld, the the, the skinned dude. He was he turns out to be a a, a robot. Uh, what's
4: his name? In the show? In the show. I have no idea.
3: Was he on season one? Mm-hmm. that's yes. all I watched. Yeah, he's light skinned, black. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With the with the sharp widow's peak. <laughs> yes. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The sharp hairline. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah.
0: Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. Very classically trained actor, amazing mm-hmm. actor, right? Mm-hmm. But in this film specifically, they haven't play a thug. Mm-hmm. He has never met a gangster in his life. You could tell, <laughs> it's and it's the funniest thing ever.
3: Talking about, I think I've seen a snippet of that shit somewhere. It's one of the
0: funniest things I've ever seen in my life. There's a scene in this film, right, where he's supposed to threaten. His yeah. girlfriend, yeah. which is uh, the, the the main actor's um, mom, uh-huh. right? But you could tell he doesn't know how to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. So there's this is point where he's yelling at her, but he's inside her hair because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like trying to close that distance, yeah. but his face just disappears inside her hair. <laughs> <laughs> right? There's like these lines that he says that's supposed to be very aggro and aggressive. Yeah. But you would never hear anybody say this shit. Yeah. She goes, You ain't even got shit going on for you. We don't even have the lights on. He goes, Fucking light! <laughs> fuck a light Who's, who ever <laughs> said that yeah. they go, fuck a light I died laughing I'm like that was not part of the script and yeah. you, you, you had your artistic
3: freedom in that and you fucked yeah. it up yeah. he improvised after the scene yeah. you nailed think get,
0: you think I give a fuck about you and literally his face disappeared yeah. to her hair I'm like dog just back up a couple yeah. inches yeah. It, camera? it was
2: all, yeah, it was all yeah. yeah
0: I'm gonna tell you one thing I'm
2: do gonna do tell you one thing, thing. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs>
0: he had a scene oh, where he had to be a thug mm-hmm. and he's on the phone threatening this motherfucker this is before he kills him and it's his monologue and he's supposed to be a thug it's like dog it was so hard to listen to he goes oh you think i'll play with you huh i'm gonna tell you one thing <laughs> was thing." this is the guy yeah with the widow speak yeah <laughs> amazing crazy. actor but yeah. this role was not
3: for him yeah he probably thought i can do it yeah he's like he if denzel did it yeah
0: I can, I can do it. Do it. Yeah. I'm like, I think he is never going to be in anything anymore.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Killed off of Westworld. Like people, he just ruined his own career. He didn't have that
0: movie on
1: HBO called like The OG or something like that. I didn't, I didn't watch it. The show? You mean oh, on World HBO? Movie. It's, like an, it's an HBO movie, yeah, it's called The OG. Uh, he also plays a thug? He plays the, yeah, he plays the main dude. do. He like, plays like
0: an inmate. Oh no. Apparently. That is terrible. <laughs> There's a part yeah. two where this fool just gives his, gives his kid like a bottle of whiskey that should make me laugh so hard. He oh, yeah. drinks it yeah. he goes,
3: Right. (laughs) This kid just drinks this bottle of whiskey. The kid didn't even say nothing. Right. (laughs) There's so many parts of that
0: film that's so terrible. I. like you just can't help but fucking laugh. Yeah, and you expect because Moonlight was such an amazing film. Like you're expecting a lot of that greatness to transfer over into this, mm-hmm. right? Because it is like an all black film too, so, mm-hmm. and you know that. It's in the bay, yeah, sure. yeah, and that actor probably has a lot of weight on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I just found out that that kid did really great in Moonlight, specifically because he doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. But well, <laughs> when he has to speak, I was like, oh, it's he's a little awkward, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion. I, I, that's his favorite thing. I don't know why, but he keeps saying "I" in all of his films, right? <laughs> How you doing? I, I. I'm like, hey, yo, let's cut that shit out. Yeah. There's one scene, bro, in this film that's so yeah. funny. Yeah. He's supposed to be angry, right? <laughs> and he's going to his girlfriend's house or whatever, and this one has like this little gold huffy bike, and he gets on there and he just tosses it, and it just—it's like this little baby bike. He throws it. I'm like, why'd There's you no put, why'd yeah. you put that in the scene? He looks so weak, you know. Yeah. snatching the these puppies out of her. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Give me, I don't know those puppies were there. Yeah. yeah, it, it was, was so, so funny.
3: funny. You I mean, just it. just terrible directing and writing. Yeah, you know? man. <laughs> I oh. mean, sometimes you, you could even have a, a, a decent script, but the, the directing is horrible. Yeah. You know? It's all bad. Yeah. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode. I'm
0: trying to keep this to an hour. But I hope you guys enjoy that episode. Mike Tyson, please don't fucking kill me. I just like to imitate what you do because you're one of my heroes. Influential. I love you so much. It's final. Don't worry. It's final. But you can find Ed at Ed Park. I mean, I'm sorry, Ed 2. Not Ed. excuse Ed. me sir <laughs> I'm sorry Ebrick, but, uh, his Ebrick. Name is, you can find him at Ed2 on Instagram and at Secret Society as well cop all that gear that's Khalif Boyd right here at Khalif Boyd and yep. you have Ray Park this fool don't got an Instagram but he stays off the grid yep. he actually lives in a toilet it's nuts
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he stinks like shit we haven't said anything
3: yeah. now Ray got a handle it's Ray make the pussy pop yep at, oh, yeah. at him. Ray, Ray makes the yeah, pussy make pop. Make sure you make
0: that play at the end of this. <laughs> yep. Ray makes the pussy pop. Make makes, the the pussy pop. pop. Mm-hmm. makes the pussy Transitions. pop. Ray makes that pussy <laughs> pop. Transition. Transition. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. All right. Peace. Peace.